Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Investor IQ, the podcast where we answer your questions about managing properties by our experts at Alexa Real Estate, as well as other investing matters bringing in different industry experts. My name is Xenia, I'm your host and the CEO of Alexa Real Estate, and I'm thrilled to be here to share my knowledge and expertise with all of you. Property management can be a challenging field, and my goal with this podcast is to help demystify it for you. Whether you're a landlord looking to improve your rental business or a tenant trying to understand your basic rights, I'm here to help. Today, we'll be discussing what is the actual role of a property manager. What is it that we actually do? Well, as property managers, we have a diverse range of responsibilities from screening potential tenants verifying whether they qualify to rent a property, collecting rent, handling arrears, dealing with repairs and maintenance, handling tenant complaints and disputes and conducting inspections, as well as marketing properties, uh, ensuring that landlords are receiving the correct rent for the market. And yes, that means increasing rents when the rental demand is high, as in what has just happened during the COVID restrictions. where rents have gone through the roof by about 30%. Overall, our primary objective is to ensure that landlords' investments is well-maintained and that the tenant has a safe and comfortable environment to live in. However, if I can summarise all of that, the core objective of a property manager is actually to protect the landlord's bottom line and ensure that they do not lose unnecessary money by getting sued by a tenant. What that means is that we ensure that properties are filled as quickly as possible, arrears are handled legally and quickly, and we leave no loose ends where a tenant can latch onto and create a legal case against a landlord. Our role is therefore legal and financial in handling an investment portfolio. To do this, we ensure that landlords and tenants comply with the Residential Tenancies Act 1995. This is the act that outlines the legal responsibilities of landlords and tenants in South Australia. It is the relationship between landlords and tenants, and failure to comply with this legislation can can result in fines of up to $50,000. One of the most common breaches of the Act is failure to lodge a bond with the Office of Consumer and Business Affairs. Usually private landlords and sadly sometimes some agents are fined for keeping the bond in a bank account and not lodging with the Office of Consumer and Business Affairs. A bond is a sum of money that the tenant pays as security for the performance of the tenancy agreement. Currently the bond amount is four weeks of rent for properties that are $250 or under and six weeks of rent for properties that are over $250 a week. That is about to change in April 2023 in South Australia to being four weeks for properties that are $800 and under and six weeks for properties that are rented over $800. This is going to put landlords at risk and I will discuss that in another episode. However, for the purpose of this episode, failure to lodge the bond with the Office of Consumer and Business Affairs can result in fines of up to 
$2,500 for individuals and $10,000 for companies. Did you know that a landlord, that as a landlord, if your property manager fails to lodge the bond correctly or takes that money and a tenant can prove that a bond was paid, you would be personally responsible for having to come up with that money. We had a situation in our office where a landlord walked in with six property files and asked us to take over the management of those properties because his property manager was not paying him any rent. The first thing we did, obviously, was to verify whether his tenants were in arrears. One of them was. The others were paying rent on time, which means that the landlord should have been receiving rent. On investigation, we found that the property manager was actually embezzling the money from the trust account. So long story short, he was charged as a criminal for his conduct. However, we also found out that all of the bonds were gone. So the money that the tenants were paying as a bond had been embezzled in a criminal act because the tenants had paid the bond to the property manager in good faith and were able to prove it because they had a receipt showing where the money had gone. Even though a crime was committed by the property manager, the landlord was liable and had to come up with the money personally and lodge it at the consumer and business affairs. This was not a small thing. The properties were rented by about $500 a week. week. That means that each bond being six weeks of rent was an average of about $3,000 times six properties. That is $18,000 that this poor landlord had to come up with immediately to lodge the bonds after the discovery that his property manager had not lodged them and had embezzled that money. It's important to understand who actually owns the bond, and that is the tenant. The tenant owns the bond. And if there have been no breaches and nothing to claim, that money would go back to the tenants. This is the reason why why a landlord cannot keep a bond in their own bank account because the bond does not belong to the landlord. This is also the reason why a property manager has a fiduciary responsibility to lodge a bond on behalf of a landlord the proper way so that they don't cause any financial burden onto the landlord. Another common breach of the Act is unlawful entry by the, by the landlord, which is a violation of the tenant's right to quiet enjoyment of the property. Landlords must provide tenants with reasonable notice before entering the property, except in an emergency. A property manager's job is to let the landlord know that they are going to be fined by SACA if they do not adhere adhere to this law. In addition to fines, a tenant can apply to have a tenancy terminated on the grounds that a landlord has not allowed them quiet enjoyment and can do so without any penalty or lease break fees applied. Landlords are also responsible for maintaining the property in a reasonable state of repair. They must take reasonable steps to ensure that the property is fit for habitation and must provide a safe and healthy environment for tenants to live in. Failure to maintain the property or provide a safe and healthy environment can result in fines under the Residential Tenancies Act. 
Safety means that all external doors and windows need to be lockable. A tenant can uh, cannot ask for an air conditioner if there isn't one there, or they cannot ask for a bigger air conditioner if the size that they rented than the size that they rented the property with. But they can legally ask for an air conditioner that is existing on a property to be repaired, and the landlord is responsible for that repair. Refusing to fix an existing appliance or or maintaining the property will result in fines and the tenant can apply to terminate the agreement on those grounds. Repairs and maintenance have to be done in a reasonable time frame. The word reasonable is left to interpretation and I have seen it any, mean anything from a few days to a few weeks depending on the repair. This means that a landlord does not need to call an air conditioner technician to run out on a Sunday because the air conditioner does, does not work and the tenant is hot. It means that they need to take reasonable steps to rectify a situation and for an air conditioner, up to two weeks is deemed to be reasonable. Same with a hot water service, up to two weeks to get quotes and organise a replacement can be deemed to be reasonable without attracting binds to the landlord. But a block toilet or electrical faults or sparks or anything that can cause harm to a person or property is an emergency and needs to be handled immediately. Those things cannot wait to two, for two weeks. They need to be done and probably within about four hours. Retaliation or bullying of tenants is another breach of the Act that we take very seriously. Landlords must not retaliate against tenants who have asserted their legal rights or engaged in conduct that, that could be considered bullying or harassment. As property managers, we ensure that landlords and tenants adhere to relevant laws and regulations by providing them advice and guidance. We can also take legal action against the tenants on behalf of the landlord if necessary. One example of a landlord breaching the Act and facing legal action was when a private landlord came to us after evicting her tenants. She claimed that property management was just too hard and too stressful and she wanted a property manager to take over the management of her property. And she also told us that her outgoing tenant had broken a kitchen cupboard and we need to hold them legally accountable. However, when we claimed legal action against the tenant, we found the real truth, that the landlord's method of eviction involved bullying. So she, it involved standing at the door and shouting to the tenant to leave after seeing the cupboard. There was no legal action or breaching the tenant or asking them to pay for the repair. She just stood at the door and shouted, get out, get out, and started to throw tenant's belongings onto the streets. The tenant got scared and left to go to a friend's house. This is a case where a landlord could have been sued for harassment and a matter taken to a court higher than SACAT and fines and compensations of above $50,000, as well as relocation costs, damage to personal belongings, motel accommodation, and any other factors where a tenant can prove they have been at a financial loss as a result of the landlord's conduct. Fortunately, in this case, we were able to negotiate a settlement with the, where the landlord took no legal action against the broken kitchen cupboard in exchange 
for the tenants taking no legal action against the landlord for for not adhering to proper vacate procedures. The landlord was fortunate that the tenants agreed and an order was written up right on the spot. The landlord wore the cost of the broken cupboard and the bond was, was returned to the tenant in this case and the $800 repair cost of the cupboard was small in comparison to what that this landlord could have been up to up for. This landlord really did lot, dodge a bullet. In conclusion, the role of property managers in managing rental properties is crucial. We ensure that landlords and tenants comply with the relevant laws and regulations and we take legal action when necessary to protect the, the interests of our clients, in this case being the landlords. Our primary objective is to ensure that the landlord's investment is well maintained and that the tenant has a safe and comfortable environment to live in and has no legal course to sue our clients. Thank you for listening to this episode of Investor IQ. Please let me know if you have any questions and I look forward to the next one.